Hello, my name is Meg. Welcome to the Unedited Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today. The goal of this podcast is to help you both develop and enjoy the habit of daily Bible reading and prayer. About 20 years ago, at a very low spot in my life, I was convicted to begin this simple discipline, and I looked up years down the road to see how God had used this habit to heal deep places in my heart and do incredible things in my life. And so over the years, it's really become my greatest passion to help others get to know Jesus through His Word and through His presence. Through this podcast, I'm hoping to help you see the Word of God with fresh eyes, to learn to slow down with your Bible, and ultimately to fall in love with Jesus and to fall in love with your Bible. So thank you so much for joining me today. I am truly so grateful that you are here. And yes, that is slightly different music today because I want to wish you a happy new year and I want to introduce something very special to you, a new book, Overflow, The Fine Art of Cultivating Joy in Sorrow. So first and foremost, happy new year to you. I pray that you've had an amazing 2023 and if not, I'm looking forward to what God wants to do in your life and my life in 2024. I literally cannot believe we're wrapping up another year Um, I'm going to make myself check boxes. The Lord said in his word that our lifespan would be 70 years. Obviously, it's not a direct promise. We know some people live much shorter times and some people live longer times, but it's sort of an average. And so I'm going to just make myself little check boxes of how many years I have left should the Lord give me 70 years. Just excited to see what happens in the years to come. But that was a random side note. Thank you so much for being a part of the unedited journey in 2024. I am so grateful. We have had listeners in 45 countries. So huge shout out to those of you in Thailand and Fiji and all the other places where people have listened. 498,000. No, that's that's not true. That would be really amazing. 49,800 downloads. I'm so grateful. Um, again, in podcast world, it's small, but... I'm grateful that anyone would choose to be here and listen and help spread the message of hope and healing through the simple habit of Bible reading and prayer. And thank you to all of you who have given feedback, who have left reviews or reached out or shared the book or podcast. I am so thankful for those of you that I've been able to meet this year. That's been so exciting. Thank you to those of you who have given me opportunities to share my heart on this topic And thank you to everybody who's done interviews to Brother Carson and Brother Galloway, Maggie Anderson, Reagan Matheson, Angie Meyer, Taylor and Cindy Fish, and others. I'm so grateful for the opportunity to share your voices with the unedited listeners. I am still passionate about the message of hope and healing through the simple habit of Bible reading and prayer. I believe that if anybody, I don't care how broken their life or their set of circumstances may be, If anybody will commit to daily getting into the Word of God and daily pouring their heart out to Jesus, He will absolutely change and revolutionize and transform their life. He will save us. He shows us how to be saved in His Word. And from there, He will heal us. Heal the deep places of our hearts as we sit at His feet every single day. And so, again, just thank you so much for everything um, that you've done in being a part of this journey this year. Everything is rooted in Jesus as the source. We cannot have a Christian life apart from him. He is the vine. We are the branches. Everything comes from him and his spirit. Like he said, apart from me, 
you can do nothing. Today, I'm not going to share an unedited journal entry. I just want to introduce you to Overflow. This is the newest member of the unedited collection. Just to give a little bit of backstory, God originally laid it on my heart to publish pieces of my journals from my own healing journey, my time spent in devotion time. Um, That was back in 2015. And I began to work on a project, the first book, called Unedited Hope and Healing Through the Simple Habit of Bible Reading and Prayer. And in 2017, I know where I was standing. I was in uh, the backyard of our old house looking at this just beautiful plant called a trumpet vine. It was on a four-legged trellis, just gorgeous. And as I was standing there, God just dropped another title into my spirit, overflow and there was a scripture that went along with it my cup runneth over and I remember later that day telling my friend Amanda I think I'm gonna write about joy and so fast forward to 2021 I still wasn't done with the first book but God really began to deal with me about starting a podcast as a more immediate way of doing what he had called me to do which was to publish pieces of my journals and so in 2021 the unedited podcast was born and then in 2022 I was finally able to finish Um, unedited and published that book after working on it for seven years. And since the Lord originally laid unedited on my heart, um, there's just been other titles and other topics that have been birthed in my heart, and the list is up to 14 now. So Lord willing, I will complete each of these as he leads and directs in the coming years. They'll all be a similar page um, length, the length of pages, and they'll all be a similar size, just a slightly different topic and different color. So they'll be a set when it's all said and done, again, if the Lord allows. But this coming week on January 4th, the second book and the unedited collection will be available on Amazon. And this book is primarily about joy. It's called Overflow, The Fine Art of Cultivating Joy and Sorrow. And joy is really tricky to define. I've done my best in this book to define joy but joy is strength nehemiah wrote the joy of the lord is your strength joy is cheerfulness and calm delight if you look it up in a hebrew or a greek lexicon that's the most commonly used um, definition of the word joy throughout the new testament but joy is a calm assurance that god's got you that everything is going to be okay no matter what you're facing And joy, because it is strength, because it is sort of like this lubricating um, force in our lives that keeps everything moving and everything going, becomes a target. And we know from the scripture that joy is a fruit of the spirit. I cannot manufacture joy. I cannot produce joy because joy comes from the spirit of God, from the presence of God, from the word of God. But I can cultivate joy just like I cannot grow an apple. I can't manufacture an apple, but I can cultivate an apple tree. And it's the same with the fruit of the Spirit in our lives. There are things that we can do to cultivate the fruit of the Spirit, just like a a vine dresser would um, work with grapes or someone who has an orchard works with the trees there to help them be the most productive. And there are things that each one of us can do in our lives to create an environment for joy to grow in and flourish, and we can foster the right environment. And joy is not based on circumstances, and therefore, circumstances cannot limit joy in our lives. 
there can be an overflow and abundance of joy in the darkest seasons of our lives. And so as I've been writing this book, it's really shocked me how full the scriptures are with this concept. Absolutely full, full, full. Jesus promised us life more abundantly. And so many times we think that means a pain-free existence. We think that means, oh, blessed, favored, it's going to be great. But more often than not in this world, because we still live in the effects of the fall, the abundance of joy in our Christian life is experienced while we are enduring hardship or limitations or suffering or going through trials in all the ways they come into our lives. And repeatedly, the Bible tells us things like rejoice in the Lord always. Always means always. There's never a time we're not expected to rejoice. And I heard Francis Chan say, rejoice in the Lord always sounds too happy to be a command. But it is. It's a command. It's written that we're to count it all joy when we fall into various trials. And Paul wrote that he was sorrowful yet always rejoicing. Joy is sort of like a life preserver. This is kind of a word, or not a word, but just an image that's come to my mind. And I feel like the Lord has given me. It helps us rise above the storms of life. It doesn't necessarily stop the waves or stop the rain from beating on us. But it keeps us afloat in the middle of them and in spite of them. And I really believe joy is a huge, huge piece of the answer to the mental health crisis our world is facing. It is joy that counteracts the weight of sorrow that so often tries to suck us under and destroy our hearts and our minds and ultimately our lives. Joy is a key component in this conversation. And as we get closer and closer to the end times, I believe it is going to be joy that first and foremost is going to help us see revival ushered in. It's going to help us win those around us because people are looking for something alive and joy-filled and powerful. Joy is attractive and joy is magnetic. It's very hard to win someone to something that you are not joyful about. And so I believe that joy is going to help us see revival ushered in. And secondly, I believe joy is going to be what is going to help us endure whatever we have to face. When you look at early the early church, suffering Christians of the first century church endured suffering because of joy. Earlier this week, um, a friend shared a verse from Hebrews 10.34, and I've read it. You know, in King James, I primarily read King James, but she shared it in New Living, and I want to just share this verse. It says, You suffered along with those who were thrown into jail, and when all you owned was taken from you, you accepted it with joy. You knew there were better things waiting for you that will last forever. And that was the attitude of the early church. When you read the scriptures or when you read stories of martyrs from those days, they had joy to endure the things they had to endure. The early church did not have an easy path. They didn't have smooth sailing. They faced incredible persecution. But again, the writings show that they did it with joy. I remember reading a book And just reading about women going to the stake, to be burned at the stake, singing hallelujah, it is only joy and the grace of God that can empower you to face that level of suffering and endure through it. And we know that the Bible tells us that Jesus endured because of joy. It says, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame. And so 
I believe truly that joy is going to be a major component of of the church making it through the end times, but also reaching the lost and reaching the world. Um, I heard John Piper say, what the church needs from the world is our indomitable joy in times of suffering. It is such a signal to the world that you can have joy no matter what you're facing, no matter what you're going through. And there is an abundance, there is an overflow of joy to be experienced in every circumstance. So stay tuned for more information. Um, I'm really excited to be able to share this message. Um, you can have joy and sorrow. There, this originally goes back to something I had heard my pastor say many, many, many years ago. And I credit him for really giving me this concept for my own life. I It was so revolutionary that joy and sorrow were compatible, that joy and sorrow could walk hand in hand. And I'm excited to share overflow with you. So again, stay tuned for more information. I'm looking forward to 2024. It is going to be beautiful. God wants to do beautiful things in your heart, in your life. He wants to grow you. He wants to make you and I more like him. He wants to give us an overflow of joy that's not based in circumstances and that isn't limited or dwindled by the circumstances that we might face. And so onward to 2024. Let's rock what we've got. Let's dig up buried talents. Let's step out in faith and let's step out in obedience to the things God has asked us to do for his kingdom. I don't know what the Lord has laid on your heart to do or what you're feeling intimidated about, but I just wanted to say you have what it takes to do it, to step out in obedience. Maybe that's to teach a Bible study or invite someone to church, to share Jesus with somebody. Maybe it is to set a time in a place where you're going to establish the habit of Bible reading and prayer. Maybe that's been a great challenge for you. Or maybe you feel to get healthy and to care for the body that he has given you. Maybe it's something um, like continue your education or start writing a book manuscript or something else. You can do what the Lord has laid on your heart to do. And if you can't get away from it, just go with it. Take the steps. Um, There's a quote, I have no idea who said it, but it's a little thing that shows up on Pinterest every now and again. Dreams don't work unless you do. And if God has put dreams in your heart, they're there for a reason. He made you with purpose. He made you with intent. And he wants you to make steps in that direction in 2024. Let's be the best version of ourselves for the kingdom of God. Jesus is at hand. The signs of the times are all around us. And we have been brought to the kingdom for such a time as this. So let's stay connected to him. He is the source of joy and every other good thing. We're going to experience an overflow of joy no matter what 2024 brings. I love you. Jesus loves you. Happy New Year. Happy, happy, happy New Year. Thank you so much for joining me for this journey. I look forward to meeting up with you again next Friday. If you have questions, you can visit meganedited.com. Don't forget that Overflow, the fine art of cultivating joy and sorrow, launches January 4th. I'm super excited about this. For now, go grab your journal and your Bible. I so look forward to the power of this habit in your life. This is unedited. This is for you. Happy, happy Saturday.